Welcome to the Driving Better Business podcast, celebrating women working in transport, fleet management and road safety. Now, driving and riding for work presents uh, one of the biggest risks to business. And addressing those risks can often involve innovative thinking and a passionate approach. With me today, I've got Ashley Field, who's the Road Safety and Partnerships Manager at GPV Group. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Now, how has your passion for improving safety on the road come about? What an absolutely brilliant question to start with. Um, thank you very much for having me, first of all. I better say that before I forget. Um, my passion started back in 2018. We were asked to provide a little bit of support to a local school as part of Breaks Road Safety Week in November. Um, and being the expert organiser that I am in the team, I took on the challenge. So I organised all the vehicles, the staff, the content of what we were going to actually say and how we were going to promote road safety to the um, students of the school. And of course, all of the goodies that we took with us. Um, the event was absolutely fantastic. We engaged with over 500 children from reception through to year six. And that's basically where my passion started for road safety. Excellent, thank you. So when you went to the schools, what kind of reception did you get from the children there? Do you think, do you think they really understood what you were telling them? Um, initially, I'm going to be honest, it was probably quite difficult, especially mm. with the reception age group. Yeah. Um, with me, but I can't remember what age group fits in where these days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with the reception age group, it was quite difficult. When you started to get up to sort of year one, um, the engagement progressed a lot more one of the things that we noticed which I thought was absolutely fantastic was the teachers were just absolutely flabbergasted yeah. with being able to see a truck and a, and a trailer yeah. Um, yeah. on on their site and they were very interested in coming and finding out a lot about it um but we we took on board the element of blind spots and making mm. sure that they were a bit more visible and they were standing in the right areas so that the driver could see them um and that that they really understood yeah so yes it's difficult but actually some of what you some of what you're teaching is just something they already know and it just gives them an opportunity to see what it looks like from the cab as well and that had a real big impact for them absolutely that's just so important making it real uh, and a brilliant approach that was taken there so yeah. let's talk a little bit about dpd so what's the DPD approach to managing work-related road risk? How do you monitor driver behaviour without it feeling like Big Brother? I mean, the whole uh, the whole world feels like Big Brother these days, doesn't it? <laughs> um, they are there are absolutely tons of ways that you can look into driver behaviour. The most basic version is the likes of your digital tachograph reader. It tells you a lot of things on there, and it can give you the the pinpoints of what might be going on when that driver's um, on the road. Um, it'll also give you maybe potentials like if you have a conversation with that driver, it can tell you things like that route isn't necessarily suitable for where they're going based on the fact that there's extra roadworks or additional traffic or the times they hit it aren't convenient because there are schools in that area and things like that. So it's worth considering and having a conversation with the driver first and foremost is what I would always suggest. But back to a bit of some of what we do essentially so there's a bit of database things out there like telematics um monitors things like harsh braking harsh acceleration fuel economy mm -hmm. there's other things to consider like in-cab cameras so these can show you things like on in the road view 
So there'll be like dash cam footage, and then you can also get a view inside the cab as well, both of which can help you monitor driver behavior. So it's a really good way of looking at it. One of the things that we're quite keen on doing internally is that we're always open and honest with our drivers. So we encourage the sharing of best practice through their peers as well. So we like them to have a conversation with each other about ways that they have improved their driving style based on their telematics data themselves. They have their apps and they can look at what they're doing on a daily, weekly basis themselves anyway. And we basically put them at the heart of anything that we're going to implement or bring new into ZPD. So that's how we like to look at it. Um, we are quite, sorry. <laughs> um, we are we are quite lucky at EPD because our drivers know that we monitor behaviour to help them improve their driving style, and then it gives them better coping strategies on the road, which gives us a better version of our driver CPC to promote to them, and then it means that they're doing a smooth and progressive journey, and I think that's really important to promote to them. That's brilliant, and I like the idea of really involving the drivers. Um, in changing the overall behaviour and approach to driving. I think that's brilliant. And sharing good practice is what we need to do more often. But that's yeah. fantastic. And we know there's been a rise recently in home deliveries um, and the additional demand um, this must place on companies, it, it's got to be huge. So how does DPD handle sort of the conflicting pressures of safety and time deliveries? I mean, it's funny you mention a rise in uh, home deliveries skyrocket is what we like to call it <laughs> an absolute skyrocket in home deliveries it's it's been a very difficult two years i'm not going to lie and i think everybody across any version of delivery or collection has felt that mm. um, so here at dpd we've got an exceptional planning team state-of-the-art technology which help which helps us plan all of our routes loads and time deliveries effectively so all of our routes are planned so that the driver has more than enough time to complete the delivery or the collection, um, have their legal breaks as well as complete any other tasks, for example, like refueling or charging the vehicle. Um, it isn't always easy to plan for everything, as you're well aware, things like accidents, additional traffic due to roadworks that have gone on longer than what they what they originally planned or events that are happening in the local area all disrupt everyone's schedules what we always tend to do though is plan for the maximum amount of time possible for travel between delivery or collection points which means they've got more time hopefully yeah, um, yeah. in terms of the back end where they're doing their breaks they've got more time to sit down chill out relax a little bit before they go back on the road and then it plans for that typical traffic flow as well. So if, for example, you look on Google Maps, which is what I do when I travel, it mm. says your travel will be anywhere between two hours and four hours. I always pick the four hour mark mm. because it gives that maximum possibility of a worst case scenario, essentially. Um, and with that, then I know what sort of time I need to leave. And if I get there earlier, great bonus. I can sit down and have a cup of tea. If I get mm -hmm. there on time, that's still fantastic. So that's something that I would always advocate is that you actually follow the traffic flow of what's going on in that area that the drivers are delivering to. And you're, and you're well aware of that. One of the last things that we do heavily rely on, and this is probably really obvious, but actually the drivers themselves, it's their routes, it's their area. They are, they are well adverse as to what's going on in their area and they will always know the best way to get through, to get yeah. through a situation or a traffic traffic or accident or something like that so always go back to them as well and have a conversation with them because they'll be able to tell you the best way around it 
that's really good advice. And presumably by working together with the drivers, the impact on actual customers is minimised as well because they know the best routes to get round. Um, so customer service doesn't go down, in your opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, customer service is right at the heart of what we do. I mean, that doorstep delivery, the, the end the end point, basically, the end user for us is really at the heart of what we do. Um, you know, things like the app has enabled us to add more time needed and things like that to, to the actual customer, the end customer, so that our drivers are well aware that that person's going to need a bit more time to come to the door and things like that. It, it does just help. So it does work both ways as well. The end customer needs to be aware that actually... Look out your window, there's a lot of traffic going on. <laughs> yeah, so I'd like to talk a little bit about awards that you've won. Um, so Corporate Safety Award from the Institute of Careers um, and the Road Safety in the Community Award as part of the Break um, Fleet Safety Awards are just two that you've won. So what made the Community Award so special? They are, um, they are fantastic awards and I'm exceptionally proud of them, to be perfectly honest with you, because that was in my first year of mm -hmm. road safety so I was really really proud of them um I think it's exceptionally important to give back to the community not only as a resident in that local area but also as a worker I mean for example my job takes me across the UK so I am going into different regions different areas all of the time and I just think it's really important to give back we've got around 13,000 DPD drivers delivering or collecting parcels around the UK over a 24-hour period which is massive um, most of which passes through our five hubs in the in the Midlands and two of the biggest hubs are located in Leicestershire and up until 2015 we didn't actually have a huge presence in that area at all um, so I wanted to create a partnership with the community to let them know who we are what we offer what the benefits are that we can give to the local area and given the recent influx of DPD vans and trucks in 2015, educating the local community on our vehicles was really important and a top priority for me. And of course, raising awareness of road safety is always invaluable. Yeah. So since 2019, we've engaged with over 5,000 people and that's across the UK, which is absolutely fantastic. That's just a community side. That's not anything we've done internal as well. Um, we also have a community fund here at DPD, which enables any of our DPD people to request funding to support local charities or causes as well. So it really gives back and, and enables us to show that we are supporting those local causes in, in the local area to where we exist. That's brilliant and such a, a worthwhile thing to do. Um, we also talked about the work you do in the community with schools and colleges and I wondered how this work benefits the students and their future employers. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm all over this sort of work, which is comical because it's not really road safety, but I absolutely engage in that future workforce aspect. Um, and I do my best to spend some time with our future workforce as and when I can. So I've recently signed up to become an ambassador for T-Levels. And if you don't know what it is, have a look on the government website. So basically, it's another route to post-16 studying, um, similar to that of an A-level or a college course, but it gives you that additional on the job experience. So they do about 40 days on the job. Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, there's only around 11 routes, but they are looking to expand that in the, in the future very soon. So have a little look at that. I am also an enterprise advisor at a local school, um, which works under the Leicestershire and, Le and Leicester Enterprise Programme. And it provides business support to the support to the school on career guidance. 
So I, as and when I can, and it's not all the time, will either attend a virtual call or meeting with them, or I'll go into the school and we'll have a meeting about ways that they can improve their career guidance. Mm. Um, and I look at it just from a business perspective. So it's not even necessarily just about DPD. It's about how we can encourage other businesses to come and help that school with career guidance as well. Fantastic. And then the last things that I get to, just to <laughs> add more to the collection, um, I actually attend events at schools and colleges like mock interviews, speed networking, and they relate heavily to STEM subjects, which is obviously a huge mm. focus at the moment for any of um, anyone that works in logistics and transport. It's a big part of us. So that's another thing that I try to do. For me, that gives the students practical experience of talking to an actual human being that works in this odd environment <laughs> um yeah. but it also gives the students an idea to explore the avenues that they might not have considered before so dpd they would think oh well they just deliver parcels but actually it gives us an opportunity to showcase the other opportunities and career um careers that we've got available at dpd which i think is fantastic that's brilliant and i'm just now wondering how you manage to do all of this within 24 hours a day but that's not going to be a question we'll move on to another one absolutely <laughs> talking to you ashley you're absolutely passionate about road safety and you're clearly making differences um where you're working so what benefits uh, of improving safety on the road has dpd dpd in the work that you've done um I mean, I don't know about you, but road safety benefits are very subtle. And mm -hmm. it's one of those things that you have avoided an accident, which you never knew you were going to have, yeah. is the best way to put it. And this is how I explain this to some of my senior management team. Um, improving road safety is a continuous strategy. So it's not something you ever stop. It's something you always do. Um, it's something you promote and educate but it needs to have a direct link to the business and it's important to remember that as part of road safety. So road safety as a subject area is so broad mm. and it's how you narrow it down to a business specifically. Um, so a couple of things that I look at is our um, collision rates or our incident rates, essentially the vehicle damage, what's going on? Why is that vehicle being damaged in that way? Is there something we can look at to minimize that? And then in turn, what that does is help us minimise road risk. So a lot of what we do relates back to some of the things we've got. So DPD's culture has always been about road safety anyway, before I existed as a road safety and partnership manager. We've got the DVSA earned recognition status. And that shows that we're obviously committed to improving because we're open and honest with them about what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, in turn, what we look at internally is our commitment with our audits. So we're always auditing ourselves and looking at what we can improve, what we can review. And that goes for our policies and procedures as well. So we, we try our best to remain to, to remain up to date with what's going on in terms of road safety needs. Um, the last thing to probably note with that is improving road safety on the road basically reduces your incident rates, your vehicle damage, your costs and ensures that you're minimising road risk. Mm. And the best way to work that out is through your insurance details. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> speak to those guys because they will tell you all of this and they will help you um, in figuring out how that links back to your business directly. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. I've got just one final question for you. So 
how easy is it for other organisations to have an Ashley in their company uh, to advocate and champion road safety um, in their own organisation? It's funny, I'd like to say I'm an absolute complete one off and I think I am at times, but I think when it comes to road safety, there's always someone in your organisation that will have a passion for it, same as I've got. Mm. I would encourage you where possible to harness that passion, support them, allow them to develop through the links with internal and external stakeholders. It's really important that you start speaking to the people you're going to be working with internally about what you're trying to put out there and who you're trying to influence and why. Make friends with departments and organisations that can feed your road safety improvements, like driving for better business. Absolute mm -hmm. advocate of you guys. I think it's fantastic, and we all share the same sort of passion for it. And that gives you those ideas as well, it spreads that creativity in terms of road safety. Be prepared for long term goals. Mm. Not a quick thing. Road safety interventions don't happen overnight. You don't see results that happen overnight. It takes data analysis, research, stakeholder engagement, and that's before the interventions even gone live. So just remember that. And my last point is road safety improves best when there's a solid plan and everyone is engaged and willing to advocate to gain results. So although you may have one person that works primarily on road safety, actually, it's still everybody's responsibility. Ashley, that's absolutely brilliant. Really sound advice and guidance there. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and if people want to know more about um, driving for better business and the benefits you can see from managing your work-related road risk well, like DPD, take a look at drivingforbetterbusiness.com. Thanks, Ashley, and we'll catch up very soon. Thank you. Brought to you by Driving for Better Business.